Good morning. It is September 21st, Monday, and we just got done reading our books. We read Dewey the Library Cat, a chapter out of it. And Max, you want to talk about what we just read in the chapter? You don't want to talk about what Dewey just rolled around in? What do you roll around in? Cat nip. I <laughs> Basically, it's cocaine. Basically, it's cocaine. He said he rolled around a catnip and acted all goofy. And it was a cute little chapter on catnip and the kitty cats. Um, and the Dewey the Library Cat is by Vicki Myron with Brett Witter. And then we read two chapters out of The Remarkable Journey of Coyote Sunrise by Dan... Oof. I want to say it's like Gemeinhart? It's G-E-M-E-I-N-H-A-R-T, so your guess is as good as mine. But we read a chapter, and Evan, what do we just read about? Um, so we just found out in the book that her old um home, the playground there, it's getting restructured for like an intersection and making roadways or something. And she wants to come back to try to like stop it or get the stuff that they buried there. Mm-hmm. They buried a memory box, her and her mom. And this isn't really too much of a spoiler because it literally tells you in the book jacket that she's trying to make her way home because they buried a memory box and her mother and two sisters died. So it's just her and her dad rodeo. So she just found out from her grandma that they're, you know, going to be digging up that whole park that she used to live by. And they're currently in Naples, Florida in the book, and she's got to make it home to Washington in less than a week, I think. I think. So that's what we're currently reading these two books. And so, so far they're going pretty good. Um, Evan wants to keep reading, which I could still read more chapters. Because if we read a chapter a day, there's like 40 chapters, I think, in The Remarkable Journey. And that'll take us over a month. So we'll definitely have to double up some chapters because... I double We can double Max's chapters, too. I actually, with Max's... Well, yeah. I don't know how many are in this one either, but it's going to take like over a month if we just do one chapter a day. And we got to make it to Band Book Week because we got to pick up a book to go over some of the band books. Do you guys remember any of the band books we read? Like, what did we read last year for a band book week? Oh, uh, we read Frankenstein. What? Frankenstein. What do you say? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, that was. I don't think that was a band book. We did read Frankenstein, but the one we read last year was The Hate You Give. Do you guys remember that book? Uh-huh. You do? Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, do you remember reading Lord of the Flies mm-hmm. with the kids on the island? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other banned books we've read. And the pigs, yeah, and then Little Piggy died, too. That was a sad one. I'm trying to think of other banned Um There's a, quite a few we haven't even got to. Like, you've seen all the Harry Potters, but do you know they banned those in some of the schools? Cause it, well, because it talks about witchcraft and wizardry. And some of the religious, like Bible Belt states, didn't want kids reading about witchcraft and wizardry. I know. Oh, and we read... This was a couple years ago. You fell asleep, Evan, but Max probably... Do you remember the book, Max, we read about the fireman who was actually setting fires to books? It was Fahrenheit 451. I reread it, like, I want to say two years back, maybe, and it was for... When we, it was, I, God, you would have been, like, six, though. But I remember you are asking really cool questions. He's currently putting a chokehold on Yoshi, his stuffed Yoshi, rear naked chokehold. But anyways, so when we get to Band Book Week... I'm going to try to find a list so we can like go over all the lists and why the books are banned and you know which ones we've read out of there because we do a lot of reading. What is your favorite book last year we read? Let's talk about that. Favorite book we read last year, guys. I know you hated Frankenstein. I know you hated The Odyssey. We read The Hate You Give. I hated on the... Frankenstein. I was going to 
It was too slow. He did, yeah, Max didn't like Frankenstein. Here's some of the books. If you remember, you tell me which ones you love. Do you remember reading Pax about the boy and his fox? Yeah. You remember the disaster days? The babysitter that like had the kids that everything went wrong. They had an earthquake and... And the bear, oh yeah, everything. Everything you think could happen to this girl, it happened. Did somebody get like a broken bone? And somebody yeah. got like an infected cut? Yeah. And she had no power? And it was but, like... Oh, that's right. Like, where's toes to be? His toes are at his heel to be. Yeah, like his toes. and he, Everything was switched around on his foot. And if you remember, she was an asthmatic babysitter. And I think she had an asthma attack, too. It was like everything that could happen to this girl on this little island off of, like, Oregon that she was babysitting. So she was cut off from the whole... Yeah, it was an interesting book. But so out of all the books we read, on the come up, the girl rapper, and then we read about the girl. Go, go, go. Yes, we read. But, so which was your favorite book of all the different books we read last year? The rapper. You liked on the come up? That was by Angie Thomas. Same author as The Hate You Give. What do you like? I liked the same thing. You liked on the come up? Yeah. Was that the one? I can't remember which one it was where she liked the boy and she like did the um, rock impression where they're wrestling around and she was like, oh, yeah. "You're something about your." She's she, 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 like, "I got bio candy." She said something about gonna come down on your candy ass. I remember that. That was cute. So those were so apparently they both liked on the come up by Angie Thomas and that was actually a book that Miss Melissa from the library picked out for us. Let me stop this for a minute. All right, to add on for my book, I finished They Called Themselves the KKK by Susan Campbell Bartoletti. And I actually bookmarked a page I wanted to read because it kind of like gave me little tears in my eyes here. Uh, this author actually went to like a rally. I mean, I guess we're not going to exactly call it a KKK rally, but that's what it basically was. She um, attended a Klan Congress in Arkansas, in the Ozark Mountains. I mean, I'm never shocked when I hear the states that these things are in, although I'm not going to kid myself and act like it doesn't happen in northern states. But she went down there, and it was a whole weekend. And she said they had all these speeches, the dangers of racial integration, and Jewish people, and, you know, this this country's claimed by white people, like all the things you'd think you'd hear at a Klan rally, and little kids in robes and whatnot. And out of all the speeches she heard... And this is, you know, this is how she ended the book after she talked about the whole history of the KKK. Out of all the speeches she heard, she said the one that haunted her the most was, we are planting thousands of seeds among high school students. And this woman had traveled from Kentucky to this Klan rally. We don't need robes. A silent majority in America agrees with us. And the author said her reaction was visceral. That night, she couldn't get a shower hot enough to scrub away all those words. She thought about silence and the many ways it implies agreement, whether it's a failure to speak out against a racist or hateful remark or a joke or a failure to confront bullying, stereotyping, and scapegoating and other injustices. And I also thought about fear, how fear is peddled and how we're often manipulated to fear the wrong things. The use of terror, the use of violence and fear as a physical and psychological weapon is as old as humanity. So is silence. It is my hope that this book will show that the lives of the clan's victims the lives of people like Ann Evans, Hannah Tutson, or Tutson, because I'm saying these names wrong probably, Henry Lipscomb, Elias Hill, and William Luke and others are far greater than the humiliation and violence they suffered at the hands of the Klan. It is my hope that this book will stand in memorial to the victims' great courage and to the pivotal role each one played in American history. 
And, you know, you definitely read about some of the victims, whether they were people that were trying to teach people about religion or education and how, you know, they were murdered and raped and tortured. And it was definitely a difficult book to get into. So definitely some trigger warnings. If, you know, you know, you're going to read a book about the Klan, it's not going to be anything nice at all. And like I said, a lot of hypocrisy in that book because they were so evil, the things they were doing. And I don't understand how you can beat somebody, you know, like four or five to one and then like rape them after you beat them and they're almost dead. Like, I don't understand how people thought that that was okay. And it was, I will just give you the spoiler warning now. Like, I kept hoping it was like a movie where like the person's getting shit on, they're getting shit on and you're like, yeah, they're going to come. They're going to rise up. They're going to get those people. They're going to get the ones hurting them. And I kept hoping like further down, we're going to get to a chapter where, oh, oh, look, this guy did revolt. You know, this is awesome. You know, he, he had a big shootout and he gave all the former slaves guns. This is going to be good. Oh, no, no, it's not going to be good. They had like, you know, hundreds of clan people surround him and you know, murder them. Damn. So like, you know, you keep hoping and then you're like, oh, look, now they have federal government got involved. The federal government's like, fuck these state things. We're going down. We're going to like, you know, make them pay. We're going to take them to court and all the people can speak about the violence they suffered. And again, spoiler, I mean, these fucking people got like maybe a few months in jail and maybe like a thousand dollar fine. And, you know, it was like, it just wasn't enough of a punishment. So I was a little bit mad, not a little bit. I was really angry. But then I thought how that kind of seems to be how it is today. It's 2020. If you have money and you have connections and, you know, you get a slap on the wrist for some horrific crimes that some people commit, whereas other people don't have the means of money and they're serving out longer sentences. I mean, me and Mark were talking about the schools to prison pipelines. I mean, there's documentaries you all have to watch if you haven't yet. And, you know, redlining and how you can keep some districts poor and uneducated because people are easy to manipulate that way. So I urge you to read They Call Themselves a KKK by Susan Campbell Bertoletti. Difficult subject matter, but great book. And just remember how silence is really something that nobody should be just allowing. Like, you have to speak up. You have to speak out against injustices. I don't care if you're at work with your friends at Thanksgiving dinner. Your silence just means that you're okay with what somebody's saying. And people are dying. You can't be okay with what people are saying because words matter. So that would be the last of our books so far. I finished mine. We'll be more with an update next week. Hopefully we're kind of closer to the end of the kids' books if we read more chapters. But you all have a good day. Bye.